Welcome to the Weight Loss and Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to the podcast. As you are listening to this podcast, the enrollment for the February Group Coaching Program is open, and it is open until this Friday, if you're listening to this episode as it airs. So it is open until the 20th of January, And I would love for you to enroll if this is something that you want to get to the root cause of. If you want to get to the root cause of your overeating, if you want to deal with it for good, if you want to have the mental space in your mind to be able to do other things, if you want that peace and freedom around food for the rest of your life, then this is the program for you. So make sure you go to www.amruticoaching.com forward slash group to sign up directly or if you would like to book a free consult then you can book that free consult on that same page www.amruticoaching.com forward slash group okay i have an extra special treat for you today so let's get started hello everyone and welcome to the podcast so today i have a special treat for you I have one of my amazing clients, Maria, on the podcast today. And Maria is one of my dear friends from um, when I was training. And it feels like such an honor to have been her coach. And I wanted to call her on today because she's got such an amazing story. And I think that all of you would really benefit from listening to her story. So welcome, Maria. Yeah, thank you so much, Amriti. I'm so pleased and honored to be on your podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. So what um, would be really useful is to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and then a little bit about why you contacted me for coaching. Okay. So as I'm really, as you mentioned earlier, I'm also a doctor and um, we knew each other because we worked together. And um, I've heard about your coaching, I think it was through Facebook Mm -hmm. and I was quite intrigued by it and when I contacted you I was going through a time that I was really lost with what I wanted to do in my future career. It was um, the reason why I contacted you was really I think initially I was really um, intrigued by your weight loss journey and obviously we know each other um, on a personal level and so um, I thought it was so interesting and I think maybe initially it triggered me because I had maybe two three kilos too much and I didn't really lose it as much and I was wondering oh maybe I could lose that but really inside me I was also very at a point where I was very lost in in my career because Mm -hmm. I didn't really know where I was moving things forward to on a career level but maybe also on a personal level and so when I um read um, what you're writing on Facebook and other social media I was very intrigued in how you changed your life Mm. and I was thinking to myself I wonder how you did this and Mm. I wanted to do this myself too and so I contacted you yeah that was that go with you for doing that because I know (laughs) 
So many of my clients read my things and they think, do you know what? She's changed her life, but it's not going to be possible for me. So what was it in you that thought, you know what, I'm going to pursue this? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I knew you, or I know you, and I could read through the lines what you were writing, how what a struggle it was to you. And I really could feel you and I really could believe you. So I just really had that trust that something could also change for me or that I would love to learn what helped you. And so I think it was a, a trust knowing from it could maybe be my way. Um, and I wanted to turn things around. I didn't want it to just be stuck in my way. Mm. And so I was very intrigued and and wanted to learn what you had learned and thought maybe that could help me. Yeah. Um, and that was really the, the driver, I think. Yeah, I mean, I love what you said about initially, you only had two or three kilos to lose. So even though you came into coaching, yeah, we coached on weight loss a little bit, but the main things that we coached on were completely different. And it's so fun to know that because so many of my clients think, no, no, she's a weight loss coach. So I have to go in only if I've got a lot of weight to lose. But I just wanted to kind of show you that you don't have to lose a lot of weight. A lot of what's going on is learning how to be kinder to yourself and be like able to learn some of these tools that will stay with you for life. Right. And so most of what we worked on with you was not actually weight loss. It was more healing that inner relationship with yourself, working towards like having the confidence to do things in your career that you were so capable of doing. I mean, you know, you were working towards a PhD. You're a neurologist. What? You know, like you're probably one of the most intelligent people I know, but your confidence in yourself was not as um, like you didn't see yourself like how I saw you. And it's so interesting to see because when we were then able to like um, help you see yourself in a way that other people saw you, you were able to thrive in your career, right? Um, So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. As, as you said before, I think initially, I was probably wondering also about weight loss. And I think that's what we touched upon in the beginning. But I think very quickly, both of us knew it was actually about something else. And what I mentioned earlier that I was sort of lost in, in my point of my life, I guess we get that a lot, a professional woman who is sort of in their middle age, there maybe had, I have two small children. So you've, you know, you had, you have children, you have a family, you, you maybe were at a point in your career where you're okay, but you're wondering, okay, so what now? What next? Where I want to go? Mm. And, and I think that was the point. And I was a little bit lost and what was the direction um and as you as you said before it was really um that when we started talking and going much more deeply into these issues that I realized that I probably had a a confidence or problem with my confidence and not believing first of all maybe not allowing myself these dreams I had Mm -hmm. because I felt you know, maybe that I wasn't good enough for them. Mm. Um, I think that was a lot what we spoke about. And I and the main thing really was, Amruti, that I didn't realize that I had this anxiety or that there was, that I was feeling so, so small. I didn't allow me certain things or certain dreams. And I, I hadn't even realized that. Mm. And that really was a big revelation to me in the coaching. And, you know, even me, as a doctor where you maybe think, oh, she knows it all and she knows how the brain works as a neurologist. Mm. Even I didn't know that I had 
these thoughts or feelings in me, which I didn't allow myself to open up and to feel them or to even think them. I didn't even know that I had these thoughts really. And that's where coaching, where we initially went a little bit into weight loss and it went much, much bigger and it really transformed my life. It really did. Oh, I'm so glad <laughs> it's really transformed your life. Like, honestly, like that is the reason I do what I do so that you can then go out and spread your like amazing magic into the, into your world. Because when we can stop holding ourselves back, like us women are creators. We are born creators. We are like, we have so much to like give the world. And when we can just come out of our own way and like um, view ourselves in our highest power then we can go out and do so much so what were you able to create like since our coaching journey would you say in your career okay so I think when as I said as I mentioned before I think I was a bit lost in what I wanted to do I didn't really know how to start little projects mm -hmm. I knew that I where I wanted to go with my career or jobs I wanted to apply to but the first I thought that I wasn't good enough and no one would maybe take me or it was too much I was asking for. But also I didn't really know what I wanted to do or I found it difficult to start a project. Mm. And so when we started working together, I just basically started in little steps really um, with regards to my career. So mm. uh, a major thing for me was to apply for funding to do my own research and to become basically my own um, boss really in, in my research world and mm -hmm. before I thought maybe I wasn't good enough to write an application or no one would take me um, or I didn't really know how to start it and we work basically on techniques and when you have um, when something hinders you to start a project or to start writing, to just let it go and to just start in little, uh, in yeah, just with little ways. And I did that and, um, and that helped uh, tremendously. And so I was able to apply for a big funding project. I'm at the moment still waiting to hear from it, but it was a very, very big thing to, for me to actually write this and to actually sit down and allow myself to do this, yeah. um, certainly. And to have the confidence to, um, since then I uh, I passed my um, consultant exam. So what? I'm now a neurology consultant um, and uh, yeah, really to to have the confidence to to do that yeah and what I heard you saying firstly congratulations on your tremendous success because I know that as professional women we don't celebrate ourselves enough we often minimize it like oh it's okay I don't need to like talk about it because everyone is doing it I'm just like I don't want to be seen but you are seen I see you and you are so tremendous and like you're doing such amazing work in the world so thank you for all of that what I heard you saying was you broke it down into doable steps which is so much of what I teach in weight loss for example right which is why when you learn it in weight loss you can apply it to any area of your life making it doable like there's no point in making a plan that you're never going to be able to stick to there's no point in making such tremendous leaps in it if you're not going to be able to stick to it because then you're just gonna like give up right so what we did was break down the task into manageable steps and then when your brain came up with excuses of I don't have enough time or I won't be able to see my girls or I won't be able to spend enough time with my partner, like whatever it may have been, that's when we were able to coach on the specific obstacles that came up, right? 
Absolutely, exactly. As you say, you know, you don't just apply this to weight loss. It's absolutely the same for every any other part in your life, really. You can apply it to anywhere. So I applied it to the goals I wanted to achieve with my work, exactly how you said it. We then divided it into doable parts and then I managed to do it. And actually it was fun to do it. And I had enough time. I still had enough time for my partner, for my girls. And I felt so amazing and relieved afterwards because I had achieved it and I've done it and I'm surely that's how a lot of your clients will feel mm. when everything sometimes feels like a huge mountain and a big task and I imagine when you're trying to lose a lot of weight that it feels like a really big task but when you break it down or when you slowly do it and this is how we did it with my work and what I wanted to achieve in my my career I was able to do it and so you can really apply it to any other way and that's why your coaching is so amazing because it not it not just transforms one part of your life it transforms any part of your life and I can truly truly testify that yeah, that is so amazing. I love hearing these stories because it just motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing, even when I feel crap and I don't feel like doing all the work, you know, like it feels like, yeah, this is why. So you mentioned um, a few things. So I wanted to ask you. So firstly, you mentioned um, one of the main things that you learned was to manage your mind and feel your emotions. So as a neurologist, tell me how like how that was for you yeah so I touched on it before it's like even you think oh me as a doctor even as a neurologist I should know everything and I should know how the brain works or how I feel but really I hadn't realized I hadn't realized that I didn't know and that I didn't allow myself to feel certain feelings for a long time, maybe because especially as doctors we're sort of trained that um, there are maybe some emotions which we can't or shouldn't feel or we have to be completely um, neutral sometimes and um, and I didn't realize that I had suppressed a lot of feelings like anxiety or feeling like a failure which which mm. I guess every person feels that way everyone feels at some time in their life that they are failure or they're not good enough mm. you know especially maybe we as women we feel yeah. we're not worth it we're not we don't have the same value maybe as a man mm. we feel maybe sometimes we have to work harder than others mm. to be recognized certainly that's how I felt mm. that um, you know even though I'm a mom I have two kids I work full-time I'm a consultant neurologist I still felt um, I wasn't good enough and I had to work maybe double to be recognized, which, yes. you know, isn't isn't really true. And um, so even me thinking that I know everything, I didn't know whatsoever. And I didn't certainly allow myself to feel certain feelings like failure or anxiety or shame. Mm -hmm. um, and to then go with you through this and to allow myself to feel these feelings and to actually let them come up again. I had suppressed them so much mm -hmm. that I didn't even... I didn't even recognize these feelings anymore. I didn't even recognize what was behind mm. all these obstacles, all these excuses I made for myself, mm. why I couldn't do a certain application or why I didn't do this and that. I didn't had, I didn't even realize anymore that there were feelings behind it. Mm. And when I started to allow myself to feel these feelings again and to release that and to, to allow me being a human and not just a doctor machine, yeah. um, I then freed myself up to so many things. But really, 
to heal and be myself again and to say, okay, I'm a doctor, but I'm also a human and I'm a mum, and I want everything and I want to be happy. And it it was truly, truly amazing to be able to 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 feel these feelings again and to allow that. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of like highlight as well that it feels so scary to do it right it feels so scary because our brain is wired to seek pleasure avoid pain and stay how we are and our brain actually thinks that it's painful to feel these emotions and it's going to threaten our survival so our brain will do everything in its power to not feel those emotions but that's when we seek these false pleasures of working too much eating too much drinking you know, watching porn, over shopping, all these things that we do to seek that external pleasure. This is the reason why, because we don't want to feel these emotions that our body perceives as dangerous. So, so much of the work we do is creating safety to feel these emotions. And it may not feel like rainbows and daisies while we're doing it. It may actually feel super tough. And that is okay. Because when you realize that you are safe in this, then it's, it just makes it so much easier to do. And so much of this, like creating safety comes from looking at where it started, right? How we started like um, avoiding these emotions. And so much of that can show up in your childhood. So I know that's some of the work we did as well, isn't it? Where we started addressing where did this start? And like, how can we be with our child self and create that safety for her to feel these things? So does anything come up when I mention that? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, as, as I said before, I hadn't even realized that I was suppressing these yeah, emotions, that I didn't allow myself to feel them. And as you say, when we went through the coaching, we went back to where this is actually coming from. And rightly, as you said, so I guess when from childhood onwards, you keep suppressing it because perhaps... Um, it's not really allowed from your parents or from society even who's you know who also um, want to uh, make us believe that you know we shouldn't cry in certain situations or we shouldn't do this and this and and as I said then as you grow up as a teenager and then especially in our job you know where we have to be these neutral uh, people then you 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 forget that you have these emotions and you don't allow yourself and certainly um I guess when when I was when I was younger and I went through a difficult part of my of my um, youth really, and I felt really difficult emotions. I found that very painful. Mm. As you said, it was then easier not to go mm. into back into these feelings and rather just suppressing them because, as exactly as you said, it is hard to feel them. And I remember when I was younger feeling these emotions and not being able to deal with them mm -hmm. and as you say I think it is so important that actually from a very young age as you mentioned it before that we learn that even though these feelings are painful that they're okay mm -hmm. and I think I never really had anyone who coached me on emotions that all emotions are okay mm -hmm. you know that we feel happy emotions but also that we feel sad emotions mm -hmm. and that they do pass and I remember when we had the first coaching on feelings I remember this really was a revelation for me to allow myself to feel this difficult emotion but also to let it pass and to feel that you can feel happy afterwards mm -hmm. and that is a tool which is so so important yeah and I think in our like 
in our society, we get taught that feeling an emotion, especially negative emotion is bad. So whenever we felt a negative emotion, maybe as children, we may not have been given that safety. It's very much like, don't cry. It's very much like, why are you sad? Why are you feeling angry? Don't, don't, don't shout. All of that and we may even like be guilty of saying that to our kids now. Like, so I'm not shaming anyone in this. It's just how we've grown up and what our brain thinks is safe. So it's like creating, it's like just being aware in our own, like parenting even of how are we like, you know, portraying that like same thing in our, um, in our children of like, you know, we shouldn't be crying or we shouldn't, you know. So I know that for me, I already do this as well. So I have to be really careful of like, how do I like talk to my children? And I've noticed that when I'm willing to feel my own, own emotions, I'm much more willing to enable my children to feel their own emotions. So I just wanted to know for you, how has the coaching affected your parenting with your girls? Absolutely. As you say, you know, the main thing for me in coaching was realizing, recognizing, and I hadn't even realized or recognized how I was doing this to my children. Mm-hmm. And when I realized and recognized, I was thinking, oh my God, you know, what? how I grew up, not, you know, being allowed to feel certain emotions, as you said, and then even bringing it on to my children. And now looking back on everything, what also helped with coaching is I said, even though I was maybe told oh don't cry why are you crying exactly what you're saying you know oh it's not that bad or the situation isn't that bad I was able to forgive as well because since when I recognize or now I've recognized I can also forgive that even our parents teachers whoever said certain things they didn't really mean it in a bad way Mm. but we can do better we can do better with our children and are able maybe now I can try to support my children more through an emotion rather than saying why do you do this or this or why do you feel this way it's not that bad that this toy is lost or Mm -hmm. you know that you can't watch a certain series or whatever that you don't want to eat this food Mm -hmm. um all parents will relate now to what we're saying um but you know that instead of saying oh it's not that bad or you know don't cry we can we can now guide our children through this so that hopefully for them all feelings are okay Mm. and isn't this the most transformational thing we can do to help the next generation like I sometimes think about that and I think wow like fine we're working on our own selves but when we are working on ourselves the next generation like really benefits from that and so so many of my my clients struggle to invest in themselves but when they think about investing in their children they'll just like at the at the drop of a hat they'll be thinking about that so I want you to think about how it's going to so for the listener I want you to think about how is this going to affect you but also how is it going to affect if you are a parent how is it going to affect your children if you're not a parent how is it going to affect everyone around you when you are like being able to be your true self so Maria I wanted to kind of ask you like how like what was the the thing that you achieved from coaching that you never even imagined that you would have like, like (laughs) achieved. Yeah. I mean, when I went into this, I had no idea on the personal level, it affected me. Um, As you said, in my personal, my friends, uh, children relationship, how this would affect my whole life really. Mm. And I think the main thing, and I'm slightly mentioned it earlier was forgiveness 
forgiveness to myself, allowing myself forgiveness to my past, mm. what, um, you know, has happened to me. It's not that I, that there was a huge trauma. I guess I was raised very normal, but there were these one or other things which could have gone differently. And I think this forgiving the past and letting that go and making peace with it and seeing the future, that really was a, was a big thing. And I don't dwell on the past so much anymore. Does yeah. that make sense? So I'm much more now focused into the future because I was able to recognize it, to recognize that there was an issue, that there was a little knot which I was able to release um, that has helped um, uh, tremendous, tremendous in all levels, really, mm. but really on a personal level. And to make peace with yourself. Yeah. I think that is that is amazing if you can achieve that. It's a it's not an easy journey, of course, to to also allow yourself to go that deep into yeah. you, how you feel, how you think, what you maybe suppress. Mm -hmm. But when you do it, it's such a relief for yourself and you're able to look so much better into the future and you gain so much on all levels. Yeah, I love that. So one of the things you mentioned was um, it's, it then um, allows you to be more forward focused and be more present in this moment. So I think that's the difference between coaching and therapy, because a lot of people ask me, OK, well, this sounds a lot like therapy. I've already tried therapy. It didn't work. So if that is you or even if you have tried coaching and it hasn't worked, like really still give yourself that that chance to try this, because this is different to anything that you may have ever experienced. Normally therapy focuses mainly on the past and gets you from like where you may not be, um, where you may not be able to live your normal daily life. And it may be like affecting your daily life to getting to where you are able to manage in your daily life. Coaching gets you from where you're able to manage in your daily life to where you're able to thrive in your daily life. Coaching also is, so therapy is more past focused and coaching is more present and future focused. So we do in coaching sometimes dip into the past, like when we want to understand where was the root cause of where this, where this came from. And I think that can be really powerful, but a lot of it is dealing with the present and, and how we are going to then manage it into the future. So that I think is really useful to know. Another thing that you said was um, it just changes you on such a personal level. Like you, you think that you're coming in for one thing, but actually you gain so, so much other stuff, right? And I think that that is so powerful for women to be able to be like, wait, what? I didn't think this was going to affect my career and it affected it. I didn't think this was going to affect my parenting and this affected it. So when you initially came in, I know that you had some some worries about the cost. So if someone else is worried about the cost, what would you tell them? Absolutely. Of course, you know, when you hear the cost to start with, you, you know, you're OK, I'd love to do that. But, you know, how how is this going to, you know, is this really going to work? And is there no way that I could do it? maybe in a different way or something like this, or maybe there's someone who's cheaper. I don't know what, you know, but certainly there were thoughts to myself thinking, oh my God, this is expensive. And I didn't thought it would be that expensive. Um, but, you know, I, I think for me, when I, when I thought about it, it was, first of all, of, you know, a big part of me was obviously I knew you and I knew that I could trust you. And, and I knew in myself, that it would lead to something. And, and also I wanted to change. Mm. 
it wasn't that I had tried many things. It wasn't that I had tried diets or something like this. No, not really. But I think in me, I was really ready to change something. And I was very intrigued to try this way because I had never tried this way or had never, I'd never tried coaching. Yeah. And as you said before, it is so, so powerful. And I was very intrigued in how this would work. And as you said, because it transforms you on such a, all different levels, it's really worth this investment because also then I felt I'm worth it and I want to be the best person of myself. And if it costs me that X amount of money now, I will benefit and my children will benefit from it for future years and I want to have a happy life mm. and I want to be the, the happiest person I can be on a personal and work level mm. and so I want to invest in myself you mm. know I can do Botox I can do plastic surgery I could do all these things yeah mm. but I wanted to be mentally the best I could with mm. good tools and I think it's money you invest maybe now and it sounds a lot now but you invest so much into your future that it's actually really little. And um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so powerful. What you just said. I think what the main things are, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know what, this sounds amazing. What Maria said is she was ready to change. So I want you to ask yourself that question. Are you ready to change? It's different wanting to change but are you ready to put in the work? Because it can be quite tough work sometimes when we're dealing with these emotions that you've been pushing away for decades, probably. So sometimes it can feel quite tough in that, but are you willing to like go through that to come out the other side? Because once you come out the other side, you realize how much you're actually capable of. And then that's when the, you know, the spiral of like um, it affecting every area of your life, like really hits in. Another thing you said was that um, I wanted to be like, happy for my children and I think if you're a parent listening to this so many of you will be able to relate we do like so much for our children we just want to be the best parents for our children and the thing that's going to make you the best parent is actually being happy in your own self and not seeking external validation from other people but being able to internally validate even if you never teach these tools to your children your children will pick up on you practicing these things children learn from what they see rather than like um, what you tell them to do. So that's why it's so important to be like practicing these things for yourself and actually like living and breathing these things. Now, it's okay if you're not doing it all the time. Like even as a weight loss coach, I don't do these things all the time. But knowing that I have these tools that I can go back to at any time, I think it's so powerful. Right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now tell me, um, what was your life like before you started and what is it like now? Um, oh, well, that's a difficult question. Um, I guess emotionally I was probably um, trapped and that was really the reason why I was also ready to change because I couldn't really see a way forward or I was lost maybe in a way and I I had tried it myself if that makes sense I've tried for myself to see a way and I could feel that I just couldn't take that step it was maybe like being on a ladder and you just can't take that next step and you really want to take it but you really mm. can't and you just don't really know why and what's going on mm. and when we went through coaching I was able to take these steps slowly 
but I was able to take them and I realized why I was holding myself back to be able to take these steps. Mm. And now I just allow myself to do this and I allow failure to happen. I don't like using the word failure anymore, but I allow myself to say, okay, I've tried that way. I'm going to try another way. And and I allow myself to to feel certain feelings, to feel feeling of disappointment. So when I done an application and it got rejected, I've allowed myself to feel it. Whereas before I would have just brushed it off and said, okay, fine, whatever. I allow myself the emotion, I feel the emotion of of being upset. And through feeling this emotion of feeling um, upset, of even feeling rejected in a way, even though it's not meant to be that way, but I think it's still okay to feel it. And when you feel that negative emotion, you then grow the strength Mm. to say, no, let me try it again, mm-hmm. because you allow yourself to feel this difficult emotion, mm-hmm. and then it helps you to go and be more positive afterwards. And so that transforms me in, in each level. And But also, as you said before, to allow yourself that sometimes you do let go or things happen to you or difficult things happen to you. Not Life is not always happy. Exactly. Um, and even though we know these tools, we still come across our struggles, of course. Yeah. Um, and but it makes me laugh sometimes because then sometimes I see, I don't know if you get that, but when, when sometimes I recognize my old behavior, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, here we go again, brain, you know, what are you telling? But now I'm actually able to recognize it and, mm. and I can laugh about it and I say, okay, fine. Um, that's the old behavior. I'm going to try now a different way. And, um, and, you know, I don't need to do my thought downloads now every day anymore. But if I come across a difficult situation, which, which of course happens, then I'm able to get out this tool. I'm able to do that thought um, download. I'm able to concentrate my thoughts again. What's happening? Mm-hmm. And um, a, a lot of what we coach on, what I didn't realize before, uh, is how negative I think about myself or I thought about myself mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't slim enough, that I wasn't clever enough, mm-hmm. um, that I was actually maybe even a, a completely stupid person. Why was I in this job? Why would anyone like me? I didn't mm-hmm. even realize that I was talking so badly to myself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't talk to any friend about that or mm-hmm. like that or to my children Mm. But I was internally doing it to myself. And yeah. when there was a, a point of failure or something didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out in, in my job, then that would prove myself wrong with it. I would prove myself, here you go. You're not worth it. You're not mm. good enough. Mm. And now to recognize this sort of spiral I was doing and, and how bad I was, I'm actually so much happier in myself mm. because I allow myself to say, no, you are good. You know, you're worth it. You're in this job. Um, you know, you pass this exam, you pass this and that. And mm. so here you prove yourself to be good because mm. otherwise you wouldn't have, you know, got this job or, or have done this. And, and yeah. Uh, and to allow myself to feel a happy emotion that also helped me in my self-confidence tremendously. And I think that really helps me in my job because I'm much more confident. Mm. Um, and, you know, these two, three kilos we spoke about, the original, you 
know, which initially thought, oh, I could lose these for my baby weight. I'm actually now totally okay with them, you know, mm -hmm. whereas before I was really beating myself up to why have I not got this uh, pregnancy weight, this pre-pregnancy mm -hmm. weight, you know, again, I'm so fat, maybe these things, yeah. Now mm -hmm. I allow myself, actually, I'm okay, you know, there's yes. only two kilos, yes. you know, I'm all right, I had two children, mm -hmm. and to allow yourself to to say to yourself that you're okay the way you are that's really what helped me with coaching oh my gosh that is so powerful it sounds like um some self-love and self-acceptance that is there and is way more powerful than the number on the scale or you know like whatever job that didn't didn't that you didn't get or whatever it may have been because it seems like you've got your own back and what I hear you saying is before you had a like cognitive negative bias where you were only looking at the negative to try and prove that thought true that you're not good enough. But now that you actually believe that, hold on, maybe my brain is just kind of being on this loop and is meant to be doing this. Maybe I can show my brain how I actually am good enough. So what I found really powerful there is that those thoughts are always going to be there. It's not a problem that they're there but you just don't have to believe them and act from them anymore. You can just then remind your brain and like kind of balance out the positive and the negative, because remember life is always 50, 50, 50% positive and 50% negative emotion. So just reminding yourself of all the positive that, that is there, why you are worth it, what is going right, how you are absolutely smashing it in life, right? So sometimes our brain forgets that because it wants us to be in this spiral negative, but that's the work, right? Reminding our brain of, hey, brain, I think you forgot about these things. Let me just remind you. And so that can be so powerful because then you don't need to heal these negative thoughts. They're always going to be there. You've got a primitive brain. They're going to be there for life. But it just means that you don't have to pay as much attention to them and like, you know, act from them every time. Exactly. Absolutely. That's exactly what I learned through coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maria, it was so lovely to have you on the podcast today. You have like given so many gems and so much like um, I think you've helped normalize for my listeners that no matter where you are from, you don't need to have learned these tools. Because I think the main thing to take away is that it doesn't matter what you do. You may not have been taught these things and there's no like shame in like just saying, hey, I would like some help with this. And so many of us think we should be able to do it ourselves. And we have tried for so long. And I just wanted to, my listeners to hear that, hey, there's no, nothing wrong in asking for help. And actually, it's more of a sign of strength than it is of weakness. It takes much more to say, hey, I'm struggling with something. Can you please help? Than it, than it does to say, hey, I'm just going to do it myself. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate you. I'm so proud of everything that you've achieved in your life. And I know that my listeners will have really benefited from this conversation today. So thank you so much for coming on. Any last words that you would like to tell them? Well, thanks, Amrit. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, um, you really have transformed my life and and i hope what people take away from this is that no matter or wherever you are at how professional you are or you know there's so much you can gain and benefit from these tools um you learn from amruti and um without a doubt i can really recommend it and it helped me so much um so yes definitely go for it if you if you are thinking about it Oh, Maria, thank you so much. And I didn't pay her for that, guys. No. <laughs> thank you so much, Maria. Take care. Okay, and Bye -bye. you. Bye. 
for more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.